0: getting used to this slidey thing up here (laughs) i'd like to thank uh, you thank you all for the opportunity to uh, speak today to um, kind of finish my story that i started uh, a while back and i appreciate you guys sticking with me that day because that was really hard Uh, and uh, i thank you for sticking with me that whole 54 minutes almost so i promise i won't speak that long today but before we get started let's pray Father, I just want to thank you so much for the life that you've given me. I know at times it's been hard, and I've wanted to give up several times, but you've helped me through everything. And, Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to to share with these people today and to share your love and to, to point people to the cross. Be with me as I speak. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Let everything I do and say glorify you. In Christ's name I pray, amen. Well, you remember from last time, it was, um, you know, I just was telling my testimony. And um, I kind of got all the bad stuff out of the way. and um, But now it's time to tell you what Christ has done in my life since then. And so um, I'll just kind of do a little recap here of, um, hang on one second. Can you hear me? Can y'all hear me? Okay. Okay. I just kind of want to do a little recap here of uh, the obstacles that the Lord's helped me overcome in my life. And like like you guys heard, you know, my, my father died in a car accident was before I was born. And upon birth, I was not really correctly diagnosed with autism. I've overcome, well, I haven't actually overcome obesity yet, but we're working on that. (laughs) Uh, I've had to go through sexual abuse, self-harm, food addiction, bullying, child neglect, learning disabilities, DID, which is Dissociative Identity Disorder. I also have an eating disorder, which is bulimia. Promiscuity, bipolar disorder, complex PTSD, and of course, the witchcraft that I came out of um, not too long ago, actually and so when I look at this, I see a, a lot of trials and tribulations that the Lord has uh, just helped me overcome, and i 'm still overcoming there 's days that I still struggle with with a lot of these things and uh, so you know, I was just kind of—I always turn things to humor, and so I hope I hope you guys are ready for just a little bit of humor today. Because, but when I see this, I see a 15-layer dysfunctional cake frosted in my own stupidity, and so <laughs> so I've had to deal with a lot of things that weren't my fault, but I've also had to deal with a lot of things that were my fault, and and uh, being stupid was a lot of that. <laughs> uh, Let's go to James 1, uh, verse 2. James 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Um, I just know that in all these trials that the Lord has brought me through, that he's given me a spirit of um, just to be joyful, you know, and, and not be angry at people or feel sorry for myself. Of course, there's been times that I have done that, but I just know that you know, the Lord has just brought me through. There's no other, there's no other way that I can explain that. Uh, he's helping me every step of the way. And once I kind of got through this stage of uh, facing all of these things that had happened to me, obviously I had to, to face the fact that, you know, a lot of these choices were Um, You know, like I said, because of my own stupidity. And so I feel like I had a lot of things in my life that needed to be replaced with something else. And so I just prayed for God to uh, give me wisdom. You know, I really got into the Word at this point and uh, started to really study my Bible. And um, I was like, I'm not going to just read it anymore. You know, I'm going to apply it to my life because I know that it's going to transform me, and I needed transformation. I needed a full transformation. And so I just started, you know, reading and um, praying that God would give me wisdom. And, uh, you know, it says in the Bible that, you know, if you pray for wisdom, if anybody lacks wisdom, to just ask for it, you know. And uh, Proverbs 8, which is what uh, Jason read a while ago, Now, therefore, listen to me children to keep my ways hear instructions and be wise and do not disdain it now this is all talking about wisdom blessed is the man who listens to me watches watching daily at my gates waiting at the post of my doors for whoever finds me finds life and I'm taking favor from the Lord and that just really spoke to me because I feel like I had had a lot of death you know with my parents dying and my grandmother dying. She was somebody that I just really uh, gravitated towards. She was a really a stable rock for me. And uh, so I had had a lot of death, you know, and, uh, and I, I really needed some life in me. And it says, for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. And I think at that point, I also felt like that I did need some favor from the Lord because I knew that... Where I had been was not where God could give me His favor, and so you know I knew that this was something I needed, and so I kind of it kind of became a project for me, and um, I just uh, you know looked up different scriptures on wisdom, and and uh, this is the verse I was just talking about, James one five. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him and I had gotten to the point in my life where you know the Bible just wasn't something to read anymore it was something that I knew was the truth and if it says there that if you lack wisdom you ask God and he gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him if you ask for it, he's going to give it to you. And so I took that. I, I held on to that. And I, I knew that uh, that he would give that to me, the wisdom, and, and trade it in for my stupidity. <laughs> and um, so like I said, I looked up some different scriptures. And uh, Proverbs 16:16 16, 16 is how much better is it to get wisdom than gold? And I think there's also a verse in there that talks about, you know, it's better than rubies and and. and and so, to kind of connect this with my story, uh, last time I spoke, um, about this time, I realized that, like we talked in Sabbath school this morning, I knew it was time for me to walk away from my career, whatever you want to call it, job at city hall. And so I resigned uh, after about years as a city clerk treasurer, and um, that was a hard thing to do because my whole identity almost was wrapped up in I'm the city clerk, you know, and I, I thought I had power and, and all that stuff that goes along with that. And um, I just knew, you know, that there were some things going on as far as, you know, my beliefs and integrity and honesty and the standards of things that were really causing me to be conflicted. And so, I chose to resign, which means I also chose to resign my salary. <laughs> so that happened too. When you resign, you're you know you no longer have that salary. That's been such a a, a comfort. It was a I, I don't even. It was almost like I looked to that instead of looking to God for for my needs. You know, I always felt like you know that paycheck was something that is just going to get me through. You know. And I should have been looking to God to do that. And so upon resigning my salary, um, it kind of put our family, well, it did. It put our family in a financial bind. And But I knew that God was going to take care of us. And so part of when you get in a situation like that, which, you know, I wasn't scared. At the time, I didn't have any fear at all. I knew I was doing what the Lord wanted me to do. And... I just, uh, I just was gonna, I was gonna do it, however long it took, you know, whatever, whatever lesson God was wanting to, to give to me. If I was gonna get wisdom through this, knowledge, experience, whatever, I was ready to do it. And so, um, when you start having so much money at the end of the month and and too many bills, well, you have to start cutting down. Okay. Well, I. Um, started looking at different things, you know, because I'm kind of the financial person at our house. I decide what gets paid and what doesn't get paid and how much money my husband gets to go fishing and buy fishing worms, you know, whatever. And so um, I just decided that, you know, we needed to get the dish TV shut off because, you know, that's just a kind of a luxury thing that, you know, I mean, we just, we're not going to get to watch TV. So when you get the dish services shut off, You still get a few channels, and uh, you get certain things, I think maybe a movie channel and and whatever. And so one day I was looking through there, you know, bored, and uh, I came across uh, this station, 3ABN. And I sat there, and of course, you know, I was just, I think I was cleaning house or something and just just had it on, you know, because something, as soon as I turned to the channel, something they said just, You know how you just, your ears kind of perk up, and you're like, oh, okay. And so I was listening, and uh, you know, like I said, I was piddling around, and the next thing you know, I've been sitting on the couch now for about three hours watching this TV show, or watching this channel. And I was like, who are these people? I mean, it was just like I had never in my life um, totally different from, you know, because I've watched TBN and I've watched some of the other channels, you know. But I was like, these people are different. You know, these people, there's something, there's something here. I couldn't go out and put my finger on it, but there's, there's something here. And so, like I said, I had been sitting there for about three hours, and I figured out that these were Seventh-day Adventists. It was a Seventh-day Adventist channel. And I was like, Seventh-day Adventists? I'm like, wow. You know, I I didn't have a clue that, you know, that that's what, you know, these people were. I mean, you grow up in, especially in this area of Oklahoma, and I'm sure other parts of the country, where you kind of get a preconceived idea of of certain people or certain groups of people. And so when when it dawned on me that, you know, it was um, Seventh-day Adventist, the first thing that pops up is it's a cult, okay? <laughs> I mean, I was just like, oh, my gosh. but I, And then I was really conflicted because I thought, you know, that's a cult. But it was speaking to my Holy Spirit. I mean, the Holy Spirit was responding to this. And I thought, oh, Lord, after all I've been through, please don't let me get involved in a cult. I mean, after, after everything I've been through, that's the last thing I need. And so I just wanted to kind of, you know, like I said, you get some preconceived ideas in your head of what something is. And so when I started thinking, okay, what, you know, what are Seventh-day Adventists? Well, this is kind of what I thought Seventh-day Adventists looked like. The men look like Amish people, <laughs> and they have long, long beards, and, you know, I just... Uh, I just had no clue. That's just what my you know what I had heard over the- And I figured that they probably handled snakes somehow in their services. <laughs> and so, you know, I had heard about churches that do that, and I thought, well, that's the Seventh-day Adventists that handle the snakes. And then I thought all their women have dresses that are made out of the same bedspread. And so I mean, that, this was, was kind of what I thought. This was my, you know, and we all have things that are belief systems or whatever that are based on things that are not the truth. And so, so what the Lord was preparing for me was he was fixing to give me the truth, okay? And, and to, for me to be prepared to do that he had to bring me to a point where um, I was ready for that. You have to be ready for that. Your soil in your heart, you know, where it talks about the seed being sown. My soil had to be right for God to to start planting this truth and to break down all these beliefs that I had, you know, built up over the years. And so, basically, this is what I thought the Seventh Day Adventists were: was an Amish snake handling bedspread wearing cult. And so. That, that was something that the Lord was going to have to, you know, to deal with me on. And so uh, once I got here, I realized that this is actually what Seventh-day Adventists look like. Regular people, you know, just regular people who have lives and they have families and they have problems. And, um, you know, just, just regular God-loving christ you know, loving people, and it just—I re, I remember thinking, you know when I first got here. Well, let me get to the next slide. Um, so, like I said, the Lord had uh, started working with me, and and I went and I did. I went on and googled Seventh Day Adventists and and looked up some of the videos on YouTube, and I you know kind of started you know becoming aware that the Lord was really moving me in this direction and that I kind of needed to do my homework on it before I got too far into it. And so once I decided to actually, you know, make the, make the effort, you know, make, take the action to uh, to get involved, I emailed Brother Gordon. Well, I didn't know it was Brother Gordon at the time, but I went to the website, and I, and I don't think it was this website. I think it was... Um, bondinghearts.org or something that I wound up at, but I I wound up and I emailed the pastor or whoever it was that was going to answer the email and I said, um, and I knew this church was here, but I mean, I've grown up in Elmore. I mean, I knew this church was here, but I've never seen any cars at this church. And and my son, who I was kind of telling him that, you know, I was thinking about going over here, he says, well, I think that church is abandoned. And I said, well, they, you know, they they have a website. They have you know, and so it was kind of funny, you know, to uh, to the, how the process all happened. But it was God. It was God working, you know, in my spirit, getting me to this place. Amen. Yes. And so, um, so I emailed Brother Gordon and um, asking, you know, what? <laughs> the first question I asked him, I think in the first email, was what is the dress code, you know? Because I'm thinking, I've got to get me a dress that looks like a bedspread, you know, before I can go to this church. And so, um, and so I asked what the dress code was, and I think that this was, and this was actually just in February of this year. This was just in February of this year. And I think, oh, I'm just, I just praise God how far he's brought me in such a short amount of time. And so, um, so email, and we had several emails back and forth. Uh, uh, I think the weather was chilly. It was cold. It was like I, uh, Sabbath, I was going to try to come. And so I ended up coming uh, the next uh, Sabbath. And um, it was so awesome because the first Saturday that I showed up here, um, I had heard some things on 3ABN that I kind of had questions about. You know, obviously when you've heard uh, truth, things that you've never heard before, it, you know, you're a little suspicious. You know, and I was. And um, he, Brother Gordon told me later on that the night before I came, that first Saturday, the Holy Spirit had told him to change his message. And the exact message that he spoke that day was the question that i had it, it It completely answered um the question that I had. I remember when I first walked in the door out here you know i've always been kind of um i wouldn 't necessarily say brave, but i've always been um, willing to kind of step out and do things that you know most other people wouldn't think about doing and so when I first walked in the doors out here I wasn't I wasn't scared I wasn't nervous or anything like that and uh, the first faces I saw were Ruth and Ernest and Glenda and Tony and as soon as I saw their faces it was like I knew I was in the right spot I mean it was just like the love and just the the concern and just you know welcomed me and just they were glad to you know have me here, and so I thought okay you know it just really kept the Holy Spirit just kept confirming in my in my spirit that I was doing the right thing because that really worried me because somebody with my past who's get who has gotten caught up into things that weren't of Christ um, you know just very cautious. So anyway, uh, came here uh, several Saturdays, Sabbaths, and uh, eventually Brother Gordon and Tony started doing Bible studies with me. And um, I had never, I had never experienced that before in the other denominations that I had been in. Uh, you didn't go do Bible studies at people's houses. I mean, that was just that was something that that was something that cults did, you know. <laughs> And so they were so great to come to my house. You know we started out once a week, and then we started doing two times a week and um, it was just the it, I had never really understood the Sabbath before, and so the Sabbath was one of the things that you know we had these little tracks that we amazing fact tracks that we went through every every time and um, and I would look up the questions on the back and fill out the answers and turn them in to, you know, it's like I had homework to do. And so, um, you know, they, And I have the Ten Commandments up there also because, you know, I didn't really understand what the significance was of the Ten Commandments. I had always been, what, what church experience I had had was, I mean, it's, it's all about grace. It's all about, you know, you can pretty much kind of do whatever you want to kind of a thing, you know. And, um, and so I knew, and I prayed several times over this process. Lord, if, if this is not what I need to be getting into, you know, let's just shut this down right now, you know. But the Holy Spirit just kept, you know. And it was, I don't think there's been a time in my life so far where I have not felt the Holy Spirit as strong as what I did during this five month process of doing Bible studies, um, if I had a question during the week, you know I, I would um, you know wait for for bible study and it 's like Brother Gordon knew exactly the the questions that I had and and while we were studying, it was like he would he would say something and i would I would answer it you know or I would have a question, and the next slide that came up on the Bible study would be the answer to that. The Holy Spirit was just all over it, and so I I kept uh, making jokes to him about uh, truth bombs. That's why I have a truth bomb up there, because he was just dropping these truth bombs in my brain, and some days it was just like, I I can't take any more. I can't take any more truth today, (laughs) you know? Because it was just really breaking down all these barriers and breaking down all these wrong beliefs that I had been raised with. And it was, it was awesome. I mean, it was awesome because I knew that the Holy Spirit was in it. I knew I was doing what God wanted me to do, and he was giving me some truth. And in the whole time that I was off doing my thing, practicing witchcraft, all of this stuff, that's really all I ever wanted was truth. You know, that's what I had been seeking the whole time was just some truth. And he gave it to me in the form of several truth bombs (laughs) that went off. And so, uh, oh, let me go back. There we go. Uh, Like I said, the Holy Spirit was just in these Bible studies. I mean, I knew that. He knew that. Tony knew that. I mean, we were just all, uh, we just all knew that that's what... You know, I was supposed to be I'm supposed to be here. So anyway, um on june thirteenth, two thousand fifteen, I was baptized here by Brother Gordon. Amen, Amen. Amen. And it was such a special time. I mean, I'll be real honest with you guys. I, I've been saved and baptized before. This is like my fourth time to go under the water. Uh but it was the one that, stood, that stuck, you know what I'm saying? It was the one, because the Lord had worked in my life so much that, like I said in my, in my testimony before, because of the trauma that had happened to me as a child, I had kind of split into three different kind of personalities. And so when I went down in the water that day, the Lord sent me down whole. I mean, he, he is the one who mended me back together after all of that. And so, um, this is just, uh, it was just a special day. It was just a special day. Um, John eight thirty two says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And so, when I prayed for wisdom and knowledge, God had to provide a, an atmosphere where I could learn that. And it wasn't going to be while I was working at City Hall. And so I allowed the the Lord to work through my life to bring me to a point where I could trade in all my my wrong thinking for wisdom. And in the process of getting wisdom, you learn truth. And um, and just like it says here, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. That's how I feel today. I feel free today. I feel like um, everything that I've gone through. has just been for, for a purpose. It's for a purpose. And it's not just for nothing. It's to, it's to show others that, you know, Christ can come into your life at any point in your life, whether you're young or old. I mean, he's got a job for you to do. And I just turned 51 on my birthday, and I feel like my life has just started. I mean, I feel like I, I'm just now getting to the point that the Lord has got so much more for me to do. And uh, like I said, this has been a journey of truth. And John fourteen sixteen, I think I have that here. Well, let's read Romans. I want to read Romans 8, one first. 1st. Uh, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And I feel like in the beginning of my story, I walked in the flesh. I know I did. And now it's time to walk in the Spirit. And um, when I do that, when I walk in the Spirit, there's no condemnation. I don't have to feel bad about anything from my past. Um, Christ has made me a new creature. You know, He's tra- He's transforming me daily. You know, and um, John 14:16 says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the fa- no one goes to the Father except through me." And I just um, I had to understand that, you know, I had searched so many areas of my life uh, or searching for for truth, like I said, and you're not going to find anything except through Christ. You can't get to the Father except through Christ. And um, in the process of getting ready to speak today, which, you know, I'm not going to speak as long as I did last time, 54 minutes, but um, in the process of getting ready to speak today, it finally dawned on me, like I said earlier, about how I couldn't quite put my finger on what was so different about Seventh-day Adventist. It, it dawned on me last night that it's a people set apart. I mean, that's the best way I can, put, can explain it is I feel set apart. And when I first walked in that door out there, it was like I was walking into, a group of people that were special. There's something, there was just something different. And that's what it is, set apart. Because I feel like the message from the Seventh-day Adventist Church is you can live a holy life. You can through the help of Christ. You know, you don't have to just uh, be uh, overcome with your struggles. And I know that that's why God sent me here is because all the issues, all the 15-layer cake that I have to deal with, you know, Uh, that is the message of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, the health, the, you know, the, Jesus is coming back. I mean, all the things that are so important to this denomination are things that I needed, things that I needed in my life, things that I need in my life today. And so um, I wanted to read um, out of our Sabbath school quarterly something that I ran across last night, and... It's actually from Friday, December the 4th. We are in continual danger of getting above the simplicity of the gospel. There is an intense desire on the part of many to startle the world with something original that shall lift the people into a state of spiritual ecstasy and change, and change the present order of experience. There is certainly great need of a change in the present order of experience for the sacredness of present truth is not realized as it should be. The change we need is to be obtained by seeking God individually for his blessing, by pleading with him for his power, by fervently praying that his grace may come upon us and that our characters may be transformed. This is the change we need today. And for the attainment of this experience, we should exercise persevering energy and manifest heartfelt earnestness. We should ask for truth, with true sincerity, what shall I do to be saved? We should know just what steps we are taking heavenward. And that's from Ellen G. White, Selected Messages, book one, page 187 and 188. And that just so spoke to me because it was like I finally got to a point in my life where I I needed to know what do I need to do to get saved because this other thing's not working, you know. And she says here, we should know what steps we are taking heavenward. I can tell you today that I took a step heavenward, and I know that, and I don't want to go back to where I was before. And w- with you guys' help, with the Lord's help, you know, I'll, I'll get there. You know, I'll get there. I just, I just can't give up. And um, I just want to challenge each one of us today to examine every area of your life and compare it to the truth of Jesus Christ. Compare it to God's holy word. Don't be afraid of letting your empty traditions go. Um, I'm still going through a process now where I'm letting the Holy Spirit transform me. And, and that includes uh, getting rid of some things that are not are not the truth and that's what I want that's all I want is the truth and um, so I look forward to the next half of my story and what I've done is is I've given the pen to God he's I, I took it out of my hand gave him the pen here's my paper you know and I've given him I've given it to him so he can write the rest of my story and my story is now his story let's pray Father, thank you so much for calming my nerves and letting me get up here today and share with others. I just thank you so much uh, for your blessings in my life. Thank you for leading me here. Uh, Thank you for this congregation. Father, I just pray that uh, you'll let us work together and all be in one accord where we'll have others coming in here. And I just pray for all the people, Father, that are going to be learning more and more about you as you reveal yourself to us thank you for your son jesus and forgive us where we fail you in jesus name i pray amen